0: I was listening to uh, neuroscientist Joe Dispenza talk about research this week about cancer patients, and he found something just uh, very interesting, that people diagnosed with cancer, they were told they needed chemotherapy, over half, just over 50% got nauseous on the drive to their first chemotherapy treatment. They hadn't had the treatment yet, and they were nauseous on the drive there. And so they look into why this was, and it's because the doctors had told them chemotherapy may make you nauseous. And just that thought planted in their mind made people nauseous that didn't even have the treatments yet on their drive over. How important it is to to guard that doorway to our mind. You know, a lot of people fast. It's a biblical principle, but it's also a health principle that a lot of people take and so they'll fast, and they'll do that maybe a day a week to give their body a rest. It takes a lot of energy to digest food, and so you give your body a rest by fasting, and it's very healthy. But here's a much healthier fast, and consider taking this on starting here today. A much healthier fast than fasting from food is to fast from things like anger and guilt and shame. When you study stress hormones and frustration, the chemicals that get released into the body and the chemical reactions when somebody's angry or critical, you know it triggers all sorts of chemical reactions that cause things like illness, exhaustion, ulcers. You wanna do something healthy for yourself physically as well as spiritually, commit to guard the doorway of your mind and then fast from those things like the anger and the guilt. You know, Christ set us free from those, so don't live any longer therein. You know, there's somebody who wrote a book several years ago that suggested a a 10-day challenge that you try to have 10 days without criticism in your thoughts or in your words and the massive changes that can happen when you do that. So we're going to look at something here today small changes that anybody can make to have massive results. And you're going to see this here in one verse in the book of Zechariah, which is towards the end of the Old Testament. Zechariah, a few hundred years before Christ, went to Jerusalem. And when he got there, the city had been destroyed. They were slowly rebuilding it, and many had given up rebuilding it. And that's why he went there to encourage them to make repairs to the city that had been destroyed. And the people said, you know what? The challenge is too big. Our resources are too few. The enemy is too strong and we are too weak. And Zechariah says this, word from God, Zechariah 4.10, he says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. Do not despise the day of small beginnings beginnings. What is he saying here? He's saying, don't discard that making small steps has a big impact. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. The smallest things, just making a slight action can have massive consequences. You know, if you're taking a walk and you change your direction by just one degree, you're not going to notice that for, you know, 10 and 20 feet. But you take that one degree change in direction and go out five miles, you're going to see a complete change of direction. That slight shift has a tremendous impact. Here's the challenge, though, and this is why a lot of people don't get started, and this is what Zachariah faced. We're going to come back to what he said here and see Jesus said something similar, but again, you'll hear in a moment how a marriage was changed in one minute, literally one minute. One minute. Don't despise the day of small beginnings, but why do most people get stuck? Well, it's the starting that's the biggest challenge. Rockets have been used as a metaphor for success for many years because the majority of a rocket's fuel, something like 75%, is used during takeoff. You know, the engines, they have a million pounds of thrust, and it's enough to lift 3,700 automobiles, that's a lot of energy to break gravity. And most of the energy is there to get started. But after that, momentum takes that rocket where it wants to go. Same thing for us. The starting is where most energy is used. But if you're looking to change your life and you want to take on a new spiritual discipline or a fitness program or improve your relationships, you have to start. And Zachariah says, even starting small has tremendous implications. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. This was always interesting. My wife and I lived in Japan for about a year. You would see Mickey Mouse all over. And studies show that he is one of the, some studies say, the most recognized character in the world. But when Walt Disney first proposed this character, he was told nobody wants to see a giant mouse on the screen. They said it would scare people to see a giant mouse on the screen. They said that people don't like mice and he went against the grain and said, I think this character is going to be well received. And he was right. And often that's the challenge in life is other people try to stop somebody from starting something that's strong in their hearts. And maybe that's something that you feel as well. You know, you had this plan to start something and you didn't because other people held you back but recognize again, the small beginnings can have massive implications. And you simply got to start today and say, you know what? I don't want to despise the day of small beginnings. Rather, I want to step out. And maybe it's a small decision in your mind, but it can have massive implications. You know, we as a congregation may not be the biggest by far in, in Akron, but you know, through the efforts of each person here, we've been able to touch several thousand people's lives Just in a year, whether it's through the the radio program or the soup suppers, or it's through things like working with Haven of Rest and Good Neighbors and Five Cents a Meal and other ministries, you know, the efforts of a few impact countless other people. And that's what Jesus will show us here in just a moment in a parable that he gives. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Start small and recognizing that the smallest effort with God's hand behind it can have massive implications. Love this quote by quote by Vance Havner. He said this, If you're a Christian, you're not a citizen of this world trying to get to heaven. You are a citizen of heaven making your way through this world. And in this world, we are called to be world changers. So a lot of people like in Zachariah's day are kind of sitting on the sidelines and maybe they got discouraged or maybe they got criticized. Whatever it was, they gave up. Maybe it was just fear or they felt they didn't have the resources. If that's you, you can start today. And maybe it's a recommitment or it's a new commitment. Whatever it is, don't despise the day of small beginnings. A couple of interesting studies here about writers that have shown that writers are prone to depression, and stunningly, they're twice as likely to commit suicide. And as they studied why this is, writers would say, you know, it can be lonely to write by yourself. It's also difficult to get rejection letters from criticism, criticism and rejection letters from editors. You know, you get a lot of negative feedback. You put your heart out on the line and somebody comes back and and says, you know, they don't like what you wrote. They said it's very difficult. And so writers are twice as likely to commit suicide because of discouragement. Let me read something here about discouragement. And this was written by an unknown author several years ago. And let me just read what this individual wrote. Once upon a time, it was announced the devil was going to sell all his equipment to those who were willing to pay the price. On the big day of the sale, all the tools he had were attractively displayed. There was envy, jealousy, hatred, malice, deceit, pride, idolatry, other implementations of evil all on display. Each tool had its own price tag, but there was one tool with a sign that said not for sale. It was a strange looking tool, and someone asked, what is that tool? The devil replied, that is the tool of discouragement. The next question came quickly, why is it not for sale? The devil replied, because it's more useful to me than all these others. I can pry open and get into a man's heart with that when I cannot get near him any other way. Once I do get inside, I can use him in whatever way suits me best. It's a worn well tool because I use it on everybody I can. And the writer concluded this parable, to this day this tool has never been sold. It still belongs to the devil And he still uses it on mankind. Discouragement stops a lot of people. Again, people fear rejection, one of the greatest fears people have. And discouragement often stops people. And our challenge is to say, you know what, even in the midst of discouragement, to take action. You know, that's what courage is, even when there's fear to still step forward. You know, James Malinchak said it well. He said, adversity can be your best university. Adversity can be your best university. Here's a story that clearly shows this in ways that very few people could even imagine. You might remember this couple, Gracie Burnham and Martin Burnham, a few years ago. They were celebrating their 18th wedding anniversary, and they were in the Middle East, and some terrorists took over the resort and took them hostage and hard to even imagine but they were hostages in the jungle for over a year. And during that time, Gracie Burnham would say later, you know, we hated our captors. We resented them. They treated us terribly. We lived in these awful conditions held against our will. Tremendous anger. Here's the thing, though. Gracie and Martin were also missionaries, and so they had to decide what they were going to do in this circumstance. And so they began to pray and seek God's guidance. And Gracie and Martin said, you know, we have to find a way to show Jesus to these men. And she said over the weeks and months of prayer, suddenly this change happened in their heart, and she said, you know what? God turned that hatred into love. And it wasn't long before we shared Jesus with these men. And often they would mock them, and they would still treat them horribly. And on the 376th day of their captivity, there was a rescue operation. And in that rescue operation, unfortunately, Martin was killed. And Gracie herself was shot. But she survived and was taken back to her hometown in Kansas. She would later write a book about their experience and she entitled it in the presence of my enemies and talked about going from this anger and resentment to this place of forgiveness and love A day of small beginnings taking that first step to say you know how can i see something different in these men that have taken us hostage and here's how the story continued many of those men who took her and her husband hostage are now believers in Christ. You never know what the big difference will happen when you take a step in the right direction. And it may seem small, and it may seem very daunting, and it may be very big. Whatever it is, the challenge is to just begin, to just start, to just say, I won't despise that day of small beginnings. Consider two verses from Matthew 13. This is the parable. I'm sure we all know this one, but Jesus said this. We're told, Jesus told the parable, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of seeds, when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds come and perch in his branches. The seed planted in the ground, Christ, rose again. One seed, and then there were 12 disciples. And then when you start the book of Acts, there's 120. You move a couple chapters into Acts, we're told there's 5,000. And it grows and grows and grows. And that's the parable Jesus talked about. One seed seems so small, grows into a tree so large, birds begin to perch in the branch. What happened? Jesus, to the 12, to the 120, till today, over 2 billion people believe in Christ as their Lord and Savior. What happens? Again, started with Christ and now into the world. What is it that we can do may seem like a small thing, but can have massive implications, not just for our life, but for somebody else's as well. You know, Dr. Brandon had put together this simple sentence and he said, if you complete this sentence, come up with five or 10 answers to this, but the sentence is simply this. If I were to take 5% more responsibility for my life and well-being, fill in the blank, and come up with five or 10, if I were to take 5% more responsibility for my relationship, if I were to take 5% more responsibility for my spiritual growth, If I were to take 5% more responsibility for helping people, God has placed in my life. Again, what are the answers that might come out with just a 5% change and making a few slight alterations in how we see and say and do things in our life? Let me show you something here, incredible story where small things had a big change in somebody else's life. This is Brian Houston. He's a minister in Australia. Also has a a music company that produces a lot of these songs that are so well-known today, such as Shout for the Lord. And he was sharing that one day he was in a cafe with his wife and their son and their son's new bride. And they had this great news, he said, to share And his son and his new wife then gave the news that they were pregnant. And he said, we sat in the cafe and had this tremendous celebration. We were so excited. He said, I got up and I went to pay the bill and somebody had already paid the bill. I came back to the table and we said, you know, somebody must have been so happy to hear our great news. He said, and this is the amazing part, one year to the day he was walking down the streets. And here's what happened next. A man approached me on the street exactly one year later and said, 12 months ago, we were desperate. Sitting in a cafe, hoping and believing against all odds, we could have a baby. We were told it could never happen. We committed that day to begin to pray and fast. Then we heard your family celebrating, and we were hurt by the longing in our hearts. But even in our hurt, we felt we should pay your bill a step of faith. Brian Houston then goes on to say, I had spent 12 months wondering who had paid that bill. This man went on to say, We did what we said we would do. We fasted for 30 days. Brian said this, my eyes got moist as he shared that determination. And the best part of the story is this, as he was telling me all of this, he was jubilant, smiling, because he had a two month old baby he was holding in his arms. God pioneered something in their hearts and what he pioneered in their hearts, he completed in their lives. Incredible small things that may seem so insignificant, we have no idea what implications and impact they might have on somebody else's life. The amazing things that God may, you know, pioneer in your hearts. Trust that He's going to complete that as well. And your job and my job is to not despise that day of small beginnings. I love this quote here, Brian Houston, "'The name of Jesus gives us access.'" The name of Jesus gives us access. By that name, you and I can enter into that throne in prayer and boldly proclaim who we are in Christ and boldly seek the answers to our questions and boldly seek answers to the prayers that we have. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Recognize that that seed has fallen into the ground, risen again, And now that tree has grown and grown and grown. And you and I are part of those branches to reach out into the world. What does that name look like? One of the most beautiful poems here by Ismay Adiola. He put it like this. History's boughs have coughed up multitudes of names, chained to fame, the tenacious, the notorious, the religious, and the sacrilegious. But no other name has changed nature, mindsets, and matter, opened blind eyes, deaf ears, and healed cancer. No other name came with this mandate, heaven's kingdom expressed on earth. I've come to the conclusion that there is no other name. So let me close with a one-minute phone call that this lady made, and it changed her entire marriage. She was at a seminar talking about being separated, getting ready to get divorced, Anthony Robbins was coaching her to say, if you could change something and call and say something different to your husband, what would that be? And as she sat there, she said, I know what I would do different. And here is the phone call that she made. Hi, so I'm at the seminar that I told you that I was coming to. That I love you, Kona, and I'll be here for you, and you can trust me. And that's it. So call me back. I love you. Bye. One minute can change your life. One decision. Can change your destiny. Don't despise. Don't despise the day of small beginnings.